Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode 16, Death Takes a Halliwell. It originally aired on March 15th, 2001, and had 5.42 million viewers. So we start this episode, we're at the beach, and Prue's taking pictures of the water, and Phoebe's like building a sandcastle, which she names the Kingdom of Phoebeville. And Prue turns and takes a picture of her. Then they get up and they start walking down the beach together, and Prue starts talking about how she doesn't get why Phoebe spent an hour making something that's just going to get destroyed. And she says, ah, but Phoebeville will forever live in the hearts of the villagers who came to love it. Then she asks about Prue's Baham attitude and says that they came there to have fun. And Prue says they came to give Piper and Leo alone time and that the beach isn't her idea of a good time. She says, maybe you're too young to remember, but this is where Grams brought us after mom's funeral to try and cheer us up. I know that you love the beach and I didn't want to ruin that for you, but something about the sand and the ocean, you know, it makes me angry. Phoebe says, why does it make you angry? Prue says, doesn't mom's death make you angry? And Phoebe shakes her head. She says, it makes me sad. Prue says, well, I don't really do sad that well, you know. I didn't even cry at her funeral. She says, so seeing mom at Piper's wedding and now the beach. Prue says, yeah. So I'm sorry if I've been a little cranky. Phoebe says, say no more. Princess Prue has spoken. By orders of the queen, that's me, Phoebe Bill, in all its glory, will be abandoned for greener pastures and two lattes. And Prue's like, oh, all hail the queen. And Phoebe starts to leave, and Prue stops to take a couple more photos. Then we cut up, like, on top of these rocks, and we see that this woman is taking photos of them. And Prue notices her and takes a picture of her, and then notices that there's this, like, like this dark shadow behind her. And Prue tries to get her attention to tell her about it, but the woman, like, runs away when Prue calls for her. So Phoebe comes back, and Prue tells her about what happened and says that the shadows seem demonic. And Phoebe says, so much for the lattes. Looks like there's a new demon in town. So I love this little intro. Um, do want to point out for the, the random woman that was standing there with the shadow, like, when we find out her role later... <laughs> She's not doing a very good job <laughs> at hiding herself. She's about as stealthy as the Charmed Ones, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Seriously. Like, that was, when we find out her purpose, it's <laughs> it's kind of hilarious later. But aside from that, the whole, you know, I think Phoebe's very being very cute in this scene. I love her energy and the way she's talking about things. And... We see Prue here having another struggle with it coming to her parents, you know? And I feel like every time she kind of learns this lesson or goes through it, she still feels it again. Like we see her go through it when it comes to parents again and again and again. You know, it's not something that she ever really gets past, I feel like. Yeah. 
And I think what's interesting here is I think in other moments where we've seen her kind of like having to deal with something relating to her mom's death or her dad's abandonment, like with her dad's abandonment, we've seen that feeling of anger come to the surface before. But with her mom, it's always been like just her being very, very shut down. So I think it's interesting here that she talks about how their mom's death makes her angry because I think that is a go-to emotion for Prue. So it totally tracks with her character for me. It totally fits. And I guess that is a big step up to the fact that she is kind of more willing to open up about those things without being pressed or just immediately shutting down, you know? So that is kind of a big step up for her too. And, you know, I like the way that, again, like you were saying, she's having this really open conversation with Phoebe here about her feelings and about what's going on with her. I also like, because I remember last episode, we had a conversation about how she could treat Phoebe and Piper more like the adults that they are and not try to protect them from things so much so that she is, again, telling her these things that she's always protected her from, right? Like she didn't want to ruin that Phoebe loves the beach. So she never like mentioned right how she felt about it. So I think that that openness is also another growth we're seeing from Prue here. Yeah, I totally see that, and it tracks from the last episode we saw and that discussion we had about everything. Also, I love how she's like, maybe you were too young to remember. Like, wasn't Phoebe literally, like, 10 months old when their mom Yeah, like, she was at most two, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was definitely a little too young to remember that. (laughs) And then, again, I'm looking forward to seeing what this shadow is and why, you know, it's so important for this woman or to prove who I assume that's gonna kind of be focused on based on the intro so then we move to Cole's old apartment and we see a demon floating across the room and then steps down to the ground and this older woman is asking the second demon about them living here and starts talking about alternative lifestyle (laughs) meaning them living together (laughs) um and saying that she doesn't care she just doesn't like loud tenants and um, she's like, like the last tenant, Mr. Turner, he was a little strange. And then, of course, he disappeared without a trace. But he was nice and quiet, so I liked him fine. And the guy that was floating opens Cold's demonic little closet that we saw and says that there's demonic residue all over the altar. And the woman's, like, really confused. And then they start acting like she should have known this and start accusing her of, like, keeping secrets about Cole and then the first one bites her neck. Or, and then the other one's like, don't try to talk. Your brain stem will do the talking for you. And then her body drops to the floor. And the one of them says to the one that bit her, like, is Balthazar alive? And he says, she didn't know, but she knows someone who might. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so obviously we have some type of demons, vampire type demons, I'd say. Mm-hmm. looking for Cole here I this the, a lot of this landlady's stuff is obviously used for comedy I mean you know the jokes about an alternative lifestyle because you know it's just so funny to be gay of course had to come up because it was 2001 but also the way she's like I don't care that Cole disappeared without a trace like he was quiet so that was great for me <laughs> like, <so> yeah <laughs> I liked him great because he didn't make any noise may have been a murderer not sure but he was quiet so 
in a lot of trouble with the law, but you know what? He was a good tenant. I respect him. <laughs> it's so funny to think that, like, as a d- demon pretending to, you know, be good and having to, like, blend into society, that he took that extra step of, like, getting a place to live and <laughs> getting a job where he actually has to, like, pay rent each month. Like, I. <laughs> It's just, like, really funny to imagine him doing that all for the sake of, like, trying to get to the Charmed Ones. Like, his right, original intentions. Right, because he could have easily just, like, killed somebody and lived in their house. Yeah, oh my god, 100%. Or just, like, gone back to the underworld or wherever he came from every night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious to me. But also the way, like, these DVD guys were just, like thought she would know something like why would she know they obviously didn't spend enough time with humans (laughs) like what do you expect from a mortal who literally is just trying to sell a house you think that she's just gonna have all this information about him like the assumption is crazy they just want an excuse to kill her probably but the funny thing is like they knew enough about humans to go there pretending that they were interested in the apartment, but didn't know enough to know that she probably didn't know Cole was a demon. Yeah. Very interesting setup we have going on here. I guess they had to do something to kind of get these demons introduced into the episode and, like, what they're looking for. So after that, we have the theme. Then we go to the manor and we're in the entryway. And Piper's in front of the mirror talking to Leo. She says, shouldn't I be wearing white or something? I mean, it is a white lighter reception and all. He's like, Piper, what you have on is perfect. You're beautiful. All my friends are going to love you if we could ever get there. And she doesn't get why Prue and Phoebe can't come. He's like, I can orb you because you're my wife, but I'm not a cosmic taxi for the whole family. Then Phoebe comes down the stairs and starts laughing and is like, you said wife. And they're about to leave, and Phoebe asks about Prue's shadow thing, and Leo says there'll be a call away if it attacks, and then him and Piper hug and they orb out. Then Prue walks in and says she's going to Daryl to see if he can help her find the woman, and that the shadow didn't show up in the pictures and Phoebe didn't find it in the book. Then the doorbell rings and Phoebe goes to get it. Oh, Piper and Leo officially married. Husband and wife over here, they're so cute. I love how, like, now, like, the elders are, like, throwing a reception for them when before they were like, we don't want you guys getting married. I know. And, like, how... <laughs> it's also, like, I didn't know that... that... I thought that it was, like, a, a rule where she's not really supposed to go up there. Aside from that, it just kind of seemed like more of a cute moment and pushing the plot of, like, this whole shadow demon thing. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, so far they're not finding anything, but they're not giving up on that yet. And again, I love here that she's trusting in Prue, even though, again, she wasn't the one that saw it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, same thing with the last episode with her dreams. It seems like they're kind of learning to trust each other's instincts more and more. Yeah, no more of the, are you sure you're not overtired and imagining this demon? That's what... (laughs) Honey, you really need to get some sleep because that could not be like they've been doing. Yeah. Love to see that growth. Yes. So in the doorway, Phoebe answers the door and it is Reese, Inspector Reese Davidson, 
And Phoebe's like, Inspector, how can I help you? And he says, you can tell me where to find Cole Turner. I know he's alive and I know he's in town. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, really? His former landlady was found brutally murdered at his address. And Phoebe's like, Mrs. Owens, oh my God, that's awful. And he says, oh, awful, like you can't imagine. And Phoebe says, Cole didn't do this. The Cole Turner I know wouldn't, and he cuts her off and he's like, the Cole Turner you know. Now, see, that just doesn't sound like the words of a woman who claims her boyfriend left her without a word four months ago. And then they just kind of stared at each other because he kind of got her there. <laughs> and she's like, I know what you're thinking. And I know what this looks like. And I'm so sorry for what happened today. And then he cuts her off again and is like, you're sorry. Her eyes were frozen open in terror. Her skull was punctured in two places. And by the time the police had gotten there, most of her brain had spilled out onto the floor. Be sick, be horrified, but don't stand there lying to me and say you're sorry. And then Prue comes in and says, all right, wait a second. You're talking to her like she did it. And he says, if she's lying to protect Turner, then she may as well have. Now for the last time, where is he? And Prue looks away and then Phoebe says nothing. And then he says, I'm going to find him, Miss Hallowell. And then I'm going to bust his ass. And then I'm going to bust yours. And then he goes and Prue walks closer to Phoebe and asks if she okay so my crush reese davidson is back who do i yeah. not have a crush on this season let's be I know. real everybody <laughs> yeah love reese i mean i love how like aggressively he's here like all amped up about it not even giving her a chance at this point because he's tried before and from his perspective what do you expect you know he knows these people are lying about something hiding something and this guy's missing and now all of a sudden people in his life or his old life when he was living there like are starting to random mysteriously die and I don't know it's like if I was him I'd be just as like irritated I feel but like the thing is I'm wondering like what he thinks Cole's motivation to kill his former landlady would be that's true and also the way he describes her death her skull was punctured in two places like i'm pretty sure he just yeah but that was her neck no it was like here oh like the back of her head near her neck oh okay i thought it was like her i thought it was like lower like by her shoulder i was like no 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 it was more like the back of her head also i love how i pointed like this isn't an audio (laughs) (laughs) well i can see you so it's fine (laughs) sorry listeners (laughs) (laughs) all right well then my mistake but also like how big were these punctures in her neck that her brains were coming out uh gross i know it sounds really disgusting they must have like crazy vampire teeth no literally also Uh, the way that like prue jumps in to defend phoebe love to see it yeah i was just about to say that's cute, especially for someone who literally hates Cole with a passion. <laughs> yes. But I mean, getting him in trouble means getting Phoebe in trouble. So obviously she wouldn't try to exactly do anything there. The only cop they trust is Daryl, you know what I mean? Of course. The only other cop that exists in this universe. Of course. No, no, we saw SWAT team last episode. There are other cops. Oh, you're right, you're right. How could I forget? So then we go outside and 
The sisters watch as Reese walks up to a car and we see the woman who was taking photos at the beach get out and Prue recognize her. And again, she sees the shadow, but Phoebe can't see it. And Phoebe asks if Davidson is having them followed and Prue's more concerned about what's following the woman and why Phoebe can't see it. And Phoebe wonders if it's at all connected to the landlady's death. And then we see the car drive off and Prue says that she's going to follow her to protect her and that she must be meant to fight it since she can see it. And Phoebe tells her to be careful. She says she will, and she tells Phoebe that she should find Cole and see if he knows anything about the shadow thing. So here we are finding out <laughs> who that lady was. And stealth mode, not quite, not quite nailing it so far. Like if you're supposed to be almost like a, like to follow them around and kind of take pictures and like, see what they're up to you don't want to make it so obvious that you're watching them. yeah I mean I guess the one reason I'll give her a pass is like she was dressed very normally at the beach right and like making it seem like she was like Prue taking photos of the beach because Prue even like took a photo of her you know what I mean like you might just do that if you see someone yeah. at the beach but yeah at the same time it wasn't the most like undercover incognito photo taking we've ever seen Right, for her to just, like, as soon as Prue even looks at her, just to start running away. That's what made it like, suspicious. Yeah. yeah, like, very dramatic for no reason at all. Um, but I mean, I guess in her head... showing up outside their house yeah. and with Reese. But I guess in her head, like, there's something dangerous about the sisters, so that's probably why she ran away, but, like... Yeah, she's she's a little new to the game. She'll, she'll get it. Yeah. If she makes it long enough. <laughs> Spoilers. No. <laughs> really just seeing their plan, setting the plot going forward. Um, yeah. Right. And we kind of see that this shadow thing is pretty much directly only related to Prue because she is the only one that can see it right now. Yeah, which is interesting and definitely has me curious about what it's going to turn out to be and if it me is too. in fact connected to the vampire guys or if it's something different. Exactly. Okay, so now we move to the mausoleum, and Cole's like, I better get out of here, and Phoebe's like, what? Why? And he says, because it's getting too dangerous. And she's like, so you're just going to disappear again? And he says, if that's what it takes to keep you safe. And she says, what about keeping me sane, Cole? I'm not going to lose you again. And he says, some demon obviously knows I'm alive, or at least suspects it. Why else would they have killed my landlady? And if they killed her, they'll kill anybody they have to to get to me. And she's like, that's exactly why you cannot leave. We have to stop them before they hurt anybody else or before they hurt you. And then he steps closer to her and says, they're after me, Phoebe. This is my battle. I'll handle it. And he starts to walk off. And Phoebe's like, Cole, I love you. And if holding on to that means I have to fight a couple of extra demons along the way, then bring them on. And then he walks closer again. And he says, unfortunately, we have no idea what we're dealing with. A strange shadow that only Prue can see. I haven't the slightest idea what that could be. And she says, so we'll figure it out together. And she hugs him and says, it won't bring Miss Owens back. But trust me, avenging an innocent feels pretty damn good. And then he smiles and like, he just seems so like happy to be like good and a part of this right now. They are uh, so cute. cute. Like, ugh. I like love the way so that he's willing to give up everything to protect her is so romantic. I know, I love like, it well, so much. Well, like, if it'll keep you safe, like, I'll leave. And she's, like, very much, you know, like, no, we can do this together. 
Um, right. Don't leave me. <laughs> yeah. Please don't leave me again. <laughs> yeah. They're adorable and their whole dynamic here. And of course him always immediately jumping to like, no, I'll take care of this. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. You know, especially with Phoebe. It's so, it's so sweet that that's his immediate reaction, you know, not even like, oh, someone's after me. I'm screwed. It's immediately like someone's after me. So like they could get to Phoebe, you know? Like, yeah. That's so cute. And it also, I mean, just shows the differences in the way that magic has always worked for them. Like with Phoebe, it's always been, you know, she's part of this power of three. So she's used to, you know, we work together to get the thing done. Cole is evil. When he works with people, it's only out of convenience. It's never out of caring for each other and protecting each other. It's always just, well, this will get me my next move. And I never trust the person I'm working with. Whereas for the sisters and for Phoebe, this is like very normal to be like, no, like something's after you. We all fight it together. Exactly. They're used to having each other to rely on. And Cole always was on his own. So it's a completely different like dynamic for him to get used to yeah so then we're on the road at night it's raining and prue's in her car watching the woman from another car in that car which is reese's car reese and the woman who we find out is named andrea are looking at some photos and she says she doesn't see anything remotely suspicious and reese tells her to just keep doing what she's doing she says, you really think these women are murderers? He says, I'm not sure what I think. She says, see, there's something you're not telling me. Look, I know I'm a rookie and all, but I think I have a right to know what I'm looking for here. He says, look, Andrea, I've seen things on this case that, that aren't right. I don't know what I'm looking for, okay? But until I do, I want you to keep your distance and just keep following Phoebe Hallowell. And she agrees, but tells him he should take the night off and get some sleep. He says he can't until this is all over and that she should drop the photos off at his desk and go home. So she goes and Prue watches and gets out of her car too to follow. I love this little moment here. Like Reese Davidson trying so hard to protect her from like, you know, the scary stuff in this situation, you know, and like kind of we find out more about her and how she's a rookie and newer to this which kind of explains why she fucking sucks so bad at it <laughs> but aside from that it kind of feels like a lot of plot and kind of pushing forward what's to come next yeah, yeah. i mean the one interesting thing about this scene other than you know just pushing the plot forward is the idea of like seeing reese in this more like gentle protective mode i feel like mm -hmm. we've seen him kind of like try to have conversations with Phoebe on like a nicer level early on but in their last few reactions he's been pretty tough with her because he suspects that she's doing something wrong but when he's we see him just interacting with someone normally um we see this whole other side of his personality and you know the way he is with Andrea is really sweet and really caring so mm -hmm. I like seeing that side of him and you know of course the idea that they're following Phoebe and trying to figure out what's going on it makes sense but like you said um not very stealthy agreed and obviously prue's gonna try to figure out what's going on and keep following after her yes exactly now will prue be better at following and keeping herself hidden than andrea to be seen we shall see so then we go back to cole's apartment and cole and phoebe open the door and walk under the crime scene tape then Phoebe notices the blood stain on the carpet, 
and Cole tells her to only touch things with the back of her hand to avoid fingerprints. And they both walk around, and he stops by the bedroom, saying that it's strange to be back. And he's like, this was the first taste I ever had in a normal life. There were mornings I'd wake up next to you and just didn't feel evil. I was just a guy who was in love with a beautiful girl. I wanted it so much I started to believe my own lie. And she says, that's not a lie anymore. We can have that. We can have a life together. And he says, how? And she's like, by taking out the bad guys who want to take it away from us. And she goes back into the other room and she touches the altar and gets a premonition of Prue turning away as Reese gets attacked by those two demons we saw earlier. And she tells Cole about the premonition and the demons with the vampire teeth floating. And Cole says, I know them. They're seekers. They have ways of gathering information fast, really fast. And he says he doesn't know how to vanquish them, but Phoebe hopes that the Book of Shadows will. And then they go. Again, just the cutest little moments here with Phoebe and Cole. I am, like, like so into their love story at this point. It's not even funny. Like, I... I And part of it, obviously, is because, like, I've seen the show before and I knew I was going to feel this way. But I've been trying so hard to just, like, keep it at where we're at. And, like, at this point, I'm, like, as invested in them as I am Piper and Leo, if not more so. Me too. I was thinking the same thing. Like, they are my focus right now. Like, I love them. Yes. God, I love it so much. And I can't wait to There's see it continue There's something about, on. like, forbidden love that's just so exciting Appealing. in a TV yeah. show. And theirs is obviously much more forbidden, which I feel like makes it even more, like, compelling. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. It really sucks you in, you know? Absolutely. Um, And also, I mean, Cole's really smart and helpful. I mean, telling her to touch things with the back of her hand for premonitions, knowing who the demons are. Like, it's really convenient to have him around. The same way that, like, Leo has all this background information, like, Cole does too. So it's really cool seeing the usefulness of these characters. Yeah, I know. They each have their own ways of, like, kind of helping out the sisters and things like that. And it works. You know, it doesn't feel like, well, how would he know that? It works in the show. and the background you know exactly and also interesting of course phoebe's premonition about prue not doing anything while reese gets attacked what could i know that's very very weird and not very prue like so i'm looking forward to see how that goes if that comes true um and why that is the case you know yeah definitely and i guess just the last thing i'll say about that scene i mean you know Cole talking about how being in that apartment brings him back to like his first moments in a normal life and how Phoebe really believes that they can have that with each other and Cole isn't so convinced yet. Right. I think I kind of agree with him. Like, I don't know that they'll ever be able to have a normal life the same way that Piper and Leo will never be able to have a normal life together. But maybe they can still have something. Yeah, I don't think that, I mean... She didn't say a normal life that they could have, but just having a life together in general, you know, they can have, she can have those mornings and we can have him like, you're not evil anymore. I think was kind of more of the point she was getting across. I think they're both well aware that it'll never be completely normal again, especially now that it's all out in the open, you know, but I do agree that I don't think that, you know, even if that is 
what they are hoping for that it really could ever happen yeah so then we go to reese's office and andrea walks in and sees someone sitting at the desk in the dark and she asks if he's waiting for inspector davidson he's like are you expecting him and she says not tonight he's in the field and that's when the second seeker floats down from the ceiling and is like where and she's like i'm sorry and then notices the second guy and is like i don't know he's like are you sure about that and she looks at the two of them then we cut to the hallway where prue is walking fast and looking around and she hears a woman scream then back in reese's office we see andrea's body on the ground and they said that she knew nothing but they're sure that reese does then the door breaks open and they see prue and both of them teleport out in like this green fade and she sees the shadow and tries to move it and then a man in like a black suit appears and says i'm beyond your powers and he tells andrea it's time and her ghost steps out of her body and takes his hand and prue says who are you he says i'm death and i'll be back and then him and andrea both dissolve out what what a moment what do you mean you're death a lot going on here r.i.p to andrea r.i.p <laughs> these seekers just killing anybody and everybody even if it doesn't make sense no they're just like if they have the information everyone will know so we'll yeah. just kill them <laughs> oh you have like the very slightest you know involvement in this situation you have to know everything <laughs> <laughs> they're reminding me back to those demons from the misha collins episode who, i was like, thinking the same the, thing like the finger pokey needle thing except yeah, for now they have saw, vampire teeth instead when i first saw it like i started this episode i almost like expected them to do that because i forgot that it was like you know a completely different episode that we did already <laughs> but this is very interesting like what is death doing here why is prue able to see him and what does that mean he'll be back like is he i mean it's called death takes a hallowell so what are we doing here guys yeah like is prue going to die i feel like that's if i was a first time viewer that's what i would be thinking here i'm like what is gonna happen because like why can prue see him why is that the episode title like what yeah. is going on i know i'm getting a little stressed at this point as a as a first time viewer definitely i guess my only other comments on this scene would be the seekers are very creepy i liked that section with them and andrea and the way she's kind of like doesn't know how to react um, yeah. but obviously is picking up on instinct that something's wrong with the situation right and one thing i'll point out is like a lot of times in tv shows we see like the victim who's gonna die have that instinct that something's wrong and then just like kind of be like oh no like i'm just like exaggerating like everything's fine and then you end up yeah. dying like if you have that instinct always get the fuck out of there <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta trust yourself guys keep that in mind that is exactly how you die in a horror movie and probably exactly, in every real time. life too <laughs> oh i'm sure of it so now we're back at the manor in the living room and Phoebe is looking through the book and she finds the Seekers. Then Cole asks if it says anything about them taking on shadow form. And she's like, no, but it does have a vanquish. Do you want to see it? And he says no and backs away. 
and he's like last time i touched that book it electrocuted me and she she's like yeah well that's because your intentions were evil maybe it knows now that you're trying to be good and he says better safe than sorry and sits on the edge of the couch then prue enters and says that she needs the book and then notices cole and asks why he's next to it and he's like keeping my distance don't worry then phoebe notices something off with prue and she tells them that she lost her innocent and phoebe asks if it was the seekers and she says that she thinks so then cole says they killed miss owens and now they're after davidson and prue says to get to you and he says yes to get to me maybe i should deal with this on my own and phoebe says no you can't you know you said it yourself you don't know how to vanquish them and prue says unfortunately this isn't the only evil we're up against either and she calls for leo and him and piper orbin and he's holding like this little salt lamp looking thing and then phoebe asks what it is and he's like all happy like oh it's a wedding present and piper very clearly does not like it at all (laughs) and then prue asks about the angel of death and tells them that she met him and cole doesn't think he's working with the demons and neither does leo because he isn't evil and Prue's like, the hell he isn't. And if I can see him, that must mean I'm supposed to stop him. And Leo says, you can't stop him. The angel of death always gets who he comes for. And she says, yeah, well, not this time. I need to get a hold of Davidson. If I can get him here, I can protect him better. And then Piper is worried that they will have to tell him that they're witches. And Prue's like, I don't care. I cannot stand by and watch death take that man. Then Phoebe says, but that's what you do, at least according to my premonition. You turn your back when the demons attack him. And Prue's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And Phoebe's like, I know, but it's what I saw. And she says, then you saw wrong. I am not going to let death take any more of my innocence. I'm tired of losing people. And then she asks Phoebe for Reese's card, and she leaves to go get it. And Cole excuses himself and goes into the entryway and just, like, shimmers out to go figure this out for himself. I kind of like that, that, like, he wants to protect them and like all of them and wants to like you know he's like you know I know this isn't what they want from me but I'm gonna go take care of this because I don't want to see them get hurt or anybody else get hurt yeah I mean I don't know if he's to the point of saying I don't want to see them get hurt but he definitely doesn't want to see Phoebe get hurt that's true but I think it does bother him the whole idea of like because you saw how he got kind of like yes because of me like these people are dying because of me like where he kind of starts to feel a little bit of that guilt and that like you know I don't want this for them you know yeah definitely I think we're seeing a little bit of his selfishness slowly start to fade here we're seeing little bits of what could become good which I think is interesting and I like that the show is slowly building it because I feel like if he had just done a complete 180 into like being this perfect good guy it would have seemed so unrealistic and so out of character so I like that it's kind of this slower movement right I agree also just like the whole beginning scene when Phoebe's like trying to put him near the book and he's like afraid of it but like also Phoebe please be fucking for real like there's no way that him having good intentions is gonna make the change like the book is always gonna know he's a demon yeah like it's not (laughs) it don't work like that (laughs) that was hilarious though i love that they kind of included that little comedic element there with him not going near the book because it wouldn't have made so much sense if he like was able to just all of a sudden be there by the book touching it and stuff 
I also like that he thinks it was the book that electrocuted him last time and not Prue's trap. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, it's all right. Either way, he would get bodied by that book. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Also, I mean, the stuff about death here, right? And everyone trying to say the way that, like, you know, death is neutral, right? Like, and I think that's something that really makes sense as someone going through grief as you kind of blame whatever you can right for this loss yeah so in this case prue is blaming the embodiment of death and seeing death as evil instead of natural part of life so i think that that makes total sense and is really working here especially the way that both cole and leo are like no like death isn't evil he's not working with the demons and she's like no he is evil and obviously it's my job to stop him right like it doesn't you can't do that and i feel like i feel like that's what it is her just being someone super in denial right now because i mean it doesn't take a genius to know that like death is natural order it's a natural part of life you know so for her to be so hellbent on stopping him it's obviously just stemming from a place of anger and denial absolutely and i mean when we think about it apart from her sisters everyone prue's loved most in the world has been taken by death i mean her mom her grandmother right her the love of her life andy like they've all been taken away from her through death so it makes exactly. sense that she sees it as this evil thing exactly and then, you know, Prue, uh, Phoebe mentioning her premonition and Prue being like, no, that makes no sense. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Really interesting. And I'm excited to see, like, how that's going to play out. Agreed. I'm definitely really interested in seeing what her game plan is here. So then we're back at Davidson's office and the crime scene unit is zipping up the body. And Reese is on the other side of the room talking to a different inspector and says, I thought I was protecting her man, but... I should have warned her. I should have told her everything. And he says he's going to take down the guy who did it. And then his pager starts going off and he says that he needs to take it. Then on the other side of the room, we see the seeker standing there and they start to follow. Then we cut to the hallway where Reese is walking towards the phones and Cole appears and stops him. And he says, forget about the Hallowells. It's me you're after. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. I promise. Just not here. It's not safe. And he puts his hand on Reese's shoulder and Reese is like, don't touch me. You're under arrest, Turner. And I'm going to personally see to it. And he's like, wait, shh. And grabs him and they shimmer out. And then the seekers approach and see no one there. And one of them's like, did you sense that? And the other one says, Balthazar's alive. So I love, again, seeing that kind of more gentler side of Reese here where he's genuinely like sad about the loss and like, disappointed in himself like I thought I was protecting her by not telling her these things and in reality that could have saved her at the end of the day if I had you know it's very like humane emotions from him and we see like you know he's not just <laughs> an angry inspector and trying so hard to figure out the truth you know but mm -hmm. I love seeing Davidson in his in his glory yeah and um, it really reminds us that like I mean the reason he probably got into this job, right, is to protect people because he has some type of care. I mean, he's investigating, it seems like, murders and things like that. Um, so obviously he cares about the victims. And so seeing, of course, someone that he was training, that he had some type of connection to, 
be killed in this way and feeling like it's his fault, obviously that would take a toll on him. Right. I also love his entire reaction with like Cole here. It's really well done. Great chemistry between the two actors. I like the way they're playing off each other. And of course, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen now that Reese obviously is going to know about magic. Yeah, now that they shimmered out. I love that Cole was able to sense the them coming too. And yeah, like you said, Reese's whole reaction, like at first just kind of like being shocked, like here he is standing right in front of me. <laughs> and then being like, uh, you're under arrest, dude. Like, <laughs> don't touch I love me. it. <laughs> yeah, don't touch me. It works really well. I feel like that makes him even more suspicious though, because like the fuck you doing at the crime scene. But it wasn't suspicious that right in the room with the cops, the the seekers were standing there <laughs> watching this whole thing. No, like how did they get in? I know. Isn't this supposed to be like a very like strict crime scene, like only certain people can be there? How are they just chilling? Nobody I mean, I couldn't tell you. And what they just waited for the cops to show oh, I guess because they were waiting for Davidson, but like it's just really funny to me. It didn't make that much sense that they were just there in the room. Plot's sake. <laughs> yeah. Plot's sake. So now at the mausoleum, Cole and Reese shimmer in and Reese is on the floor and Cole's like, I'm sorry, but it was our only chance. They might be able to track me, but they'll have a hard time sensing me in a cemetery. And Reese is like freaking the fuck out. And Cole's like, just breathe, try to calm down. And he's like, what are you? And Cole's like, someone who just saved your life. And then Cole starts walking towards him, and Reese is scared and, like, backing up. And he's like, try to calm down, Inspector. If I were a murderer, I'd have killed you by now. And he's like, just let me go then. I'll just walk away. And Cole's like, I can't do that. If the demons get to you, they'll find out the way to get to me is to kill Phoebe, and I can't let that happen. So again, so again the selfishness, selfishness comes back. Yeah, I know he's... <laughs> came right back that did not last long at all <laughs> no but also like i love that the only thing he cares about is phoebe like it's romantic i don't care no I <laughs> it know. might be it's... evil but it's romantic as fuck yeah it's horrendous and extremely toxic but i live for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like it makes me so happy um they'll find out that phoebe is the way to get to me no <laughs> yeah this simply cannot happen and i love that and of yeah. course, Reese here. Poor Reese freaking the hell out. No, exactly. And I mean, honestly, like, valid reaction. Like, sometimes I feel like we see people really underreact to finding out about magic and stuff. And I feel like his reaction is, like, very realistic. Yeah. I'd be losing my mind. I'd be like, what the fuck is actually going on at all, ever? I'm lost. Like, <laughs> no, a literally. whole new world opens for you. And like you react like nothing i think the only valid reactions are like pretty much what reese did or just like extreme like excitement like oh my god magic is real like what this is so crazy or just like absolute shock too too stunned to speak you know what i mean <laughs> yeah definitely also i love cole's line like of trying to calm him down by being like if i were a murderer if i, I would have already killed you yeah <laughs> take a deep breath I would have killed you by now if I wanted to. Like, <laughs> would have calmed him down. Like, that was really calming, Cole. Good work. Yeah, he really Between knows that me. and telling him to calm down, like, you're just really good at comforting people. He's killing it right now. Absolutely killing it. 
You should actually take on a new job, leave the DA life behind, and become a therapist. Agreed. I totally agree. Um, and kind of like, I don't know if you noticed in the scene, like his energy was almost creepy. Like Cole was coming across not like 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 oh I'm trying to be there. He was very blunt and straight faced, and the way he walked towards him and like, you know, didn't I, I don't know. He just came across as very aggressive, like for no reason i mean i guess kind of that reason of like he's only thinking about phoebe and like why is he really going to care that much about a guy who has been after him for so long but even so it just like his whole energy here it almost was like he enjoyed it (laughs) yeah i mean i think part of it is just that like like we've been saying like cole isn't really a good guy yeah so he doesn't really have that i need to actually like take care of this person and help them the way the sisters like try to genuinely comfort the innocents i think that for him he's kind of like why is this guy being so fucking annoying right now when i'm just trying to save his life yeah yeah he definitely sees it more like that so then we're back in the manor in the living room and leo's like setting up the lamp and piper shake her head and prue tells them that davidson didn't answer the page and she's worried Then Phoebe comes down the stairs and tells them that Cole's gone. He must have gone after Davidson alone to protect us. And she thinks he probably took him to the mausoleum. Piper asks if that's where her premonition was, and she says maybe. And they're about to go, but Prue thinks that she should just astral project because it'll be faster. And Leo reminds her that they need the power of three spell to vanquish the Seekers. And she says she'll just protect Reese and get him out of here. She's like, this is one fight that death is not going to win. Again, with her whole dynamic, she's very uh, one-track minded today. Yes. Also, I love just like the B-plot of like Piper just hating this lamp. It's I know, like it's such a random little thing. <laughs> thing to go in there. But it, like it's so funny to me and I love it and i love like phoebe's confidence and cole or like you're giving him way too much credit by saying things like oh he's trying to protect us and oh this and that like like he 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 just cares about you phoebe (laughs) no literally he could care less about your sisters yes definitely and i also like the way she knows him so well that like the mausoleum is where he would go obviously Yeah, and I, I also think one interesting thing about Cole is that that mausoleum is a connection to his human side because it's where his family is buried. Uh-huh. Um, so I love that that's kind of like his place that he always goes to, too. Yeah, and I love that it's kind of like their thing, you know, like if they ever need to be in secret, if there's ever somewhere like they always go to the mausoleum. It's like that is their spot. That's their go to. And they know that, like, you know if you ever need me like that's probably where you'll find me if wherever to meet up and I can't find you I'm gonna go to the mausoleum and call your name you know what I mean like they've got that little thing going on together and I love it yeah and then the only other two things I mean Prue saying she should astral project very smart I feel like they're always taking way too long because they have to drive across the fucking city to get to wherever they're going all the time right And, of course, the idea that, obviously, the Seekers are pretty powerful if it takes the power of three to vanquish them. This is true. And, you know, just the other thing that Prue is still very, like, hell-bent on stopping death. Yeah. Um, So now, back at the mausoleum, Cole is holding Reese against the wall, and Reese says, just stay the hell away from me. And Cole's like, I told you, I'm not gonna hurt you. 
And then the Seekers teleport in, and one Seeker says, Balthazar, I presume. And Cole turns and is like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> and the first Seeker says, we sensed your shimmer. You're losing your touch. And Cole steps away from Reese and says, leave him out of this. And the guy says, why would we want him now that we have you? And then the second one says, unless the human knows something Balthazar doesn't want us to know. Even though if they drained his brain, he would know that either way. And then Prue Astro projects in behind Cole, and Reese is, like, scared, like, what the hell's going on? And then Prue says, hi, to Cole, need a little help? And he's like, what are you doing here? And she winks at him, and then the first Seeker says, well, 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 the mighty Balthazar in bed with the witch. And Prue's like, don't make me sick. And then Reese makes a break for it, and the Seeker grabs him and throws him into the wall. And Prue runs over to him while Cole goes and tackles one Seeker. And then the other moves towards Prue, and she kicks him across the room. And then she sees the shadow appear next to Reese, and Cole is, like, losing his fight and has them both on top of him and is, like, calling for help. But Prue just starts trying to fight Death, but her attacks literally just go right through him. And Death is like, I never lose. It's his time. And Prue says, over my dead body... And then Cole finally knocks the Seekers off of him and, like, looks over and sees Prue fighting literally nothing. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he throws electricity balls at the Seekers, but they teleport out. And then Death fades out and Prue looks around and Cole looks at her and she just goes and checks on Reese. <laughs> I love Cole here. Like, uh, Prue a little help and just sees her fighting air. <laughs> you imagine you're, like, calling for someone to help you and they're just fighting nothing. Yeah. Um, the fuck is going on you know but also like the fact that she keeps trying to fight even though like nothing is gonna happen because he's like transparent or whatever yeah it's like going literally going right through him like that obviously kicking and like punching is not doing you well so far so <laughs> why don't you're you just maybe try something else <laughs> i know you're doing absolutely jack shit so <laughs> whatever but I love the little, like, again, there's really great chemistry between Shannon Doherty and Julian McMahon throughout this scene. Yeah. We see it. It's so clear. Uh, but the way that, like, Prue always reacts, like, oh, disgusting when anyone implies that there could possibly be any connection between her and Cole. I love to see that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and, you know, the Seekers in this scene, their react interaction with Cole is working for me. The way that Cole is actually being a bit good here you know trying to protect Reese at least a little bit because I feel like you know had this been earlier in the season he would have been like I don't care if you kill Reese but here he's like protecting an innocent right exactly we're starting to see bits and like we still have that selfishness don't get me wrong but we start to see more bits and pieces of like good you know and him kind of starting to feel that protective instinct yeah the other thing I'm also wondering because I know you pointed it out is is the reason he's scared of them killing Reese because he still thinks they'll go after Phoebe? Because I don't know if they can read his mind. Like, it might not work on demons. Oh, that could be the case, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. obviously, like, yeah, if they killed him, they'd still know about Phoebe. Right. So then, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, we don't really know if it works on demons or not. But, I mean, it seems like it would, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he's just really confident that they won't beat him. Yeah, that could be the case. Which, I mean, they didn't this time. 
true. So then we're in the manor in the living room and Leo puts the lamp down in a different spot. And Piper's like, it's just so bright. He's like, well, of course it's bright. It's supposed to represent the light of eternal love. She's like, wait, does that mean we can never turn it off? And Phoebe's like, from the couch, at this rate, you're going to turn it off in record time. And (laughs) Piper says she doesn't think it goes in the living room. And he points out all the other places he tried to put it. And Phoebe's like, I'm staying out of this. Then Prue and Cole come in and Cole's carrying Reese, who's unconscious. And he says, I told you, Prue, I wouldn't revert to my demon form. And I could have used some help. She says, I was busy saving Davidson, and he puts him down on the couch and says, no, that's what I was doing. Then Phoebe asks what happened, and they tell her. Leo's worried that they were followed, but Cole says that they have to be close to a shimmer to track it, and Prue thinks that she beat death. Cole and Prue keep arguing about the Seekers coming back, and then Piper interrupts and tells Cole that he was supposed to stick with them, and he says, I was trying to protect you, all of you. And Phoebe says, by exposing yourself, he says, better me than you. And Prue says, you know, one thing you failed to consider, Cole, is no matter how dangerous Davidson is to us, you're more dangerous. And he starts trying to defend himself. And Phoebe explains that she meant, you're part of our lives now. You know almost everything's about us. If you had lost, and he says, the Seekers could use what I know to destroy you. So I guess they can learn from demons. Yeah. And they look at each other, and Leo says he'll go back with the elders and orbs out. Then Reese wakes up and sees this and is freaking out and draws his gun and proves like, Inspector, you hit your head. He's like, I didn't hit it that hard. Whatever I just saw, it's not because I hit my head. And Prue tells them that they're on his side and they're the good guys. And he says, I don't know what you people are, but good isn't topping my list of ideas. And Cole says... Be that as it may, we can't let you leave. And he, like, cocks the gun and says, try to stop me. And Cole says, Inspector, you're in a room with three witches and a demon. You really think that gun's gonna help? And Prue takes a step closer and says, look, I don't really know how to tell you this, but it's not just demons that are after you. The angel of death wants you too. Now, please, if you stay here, we can protect you. He says, I'm not afraid of death, and looks at Cole. You, on the other hand, are a different matter. And he leaves, and Cole is about to follow him, but the sisters stop him, and he says he's going to expose you. Piper says, Cole, we don't kidnap cops and then hold them against their will. And Phoebe says, but we do follow them and protect them against their will. So the sisters go, and they tell Cole to stay, and Prue decides that she's going to do her own thing, too. So, fun scene here. I kind of love this whole like I love it every time they have like all five of them together like in the room kind of you know going back and forth figuring things out and again the chemistry between Shannon Doherty and Julian McMahon is like so yeah. good here like when they argue and this and that and then Phoebe of course explaining like no, no no what we meant was like if they get your knowledge like they could destroy us and that's a factor that he hadn't considered and I mean I like their little game plan to follow him and kind of try to protect him like that, even though they don't really know how right now. And then Prue wanting to still go after the angel of death. I also love, you know, the opening scene with the lamp, um, continuing that and it representing eternal love and Phoebe's little comment that they're going to make it go off in like record time. Yeah. (laughs) 
I love it so much. But also the way she's staying kind of out of out of their like little married fight. I think that really worked for me. We kind of see that new dynamic of the family relationship getting further developed there. I like the way that they still have to explain to Cole kind of the way he they do things because his instinct is just to do like whatever it takes to get your goal. Yeah. Um, but they're like, no, we don't kidnap people. Right. We don't we can't do that. It's not how we do it here. <laughs> I love that because it still shows that difference that like works, you know, for them to not always be on the same page about how to go about these things. Yes. And also Cole just giving up their whole like reality. He's like, uh, three witches and a demon here. Yeah. Cause he doesn't at this point he thinks like you're you can't win against us. Like we're gonna take you, you know? Yeah. So now it's the morning time and we're at the beach. And Prue is doing a spell to summon death. And then he appears and says, are you sure that you really want me? And then it's like pauses and is like, come on, I don't have all day. So what is it? Took your husband and you want him back? Your brother? Your mother? And she gets all teary eyed. And she's like, don't talk about her. Don't talk about my mother. And he said, that should have been an easy guess with those sad little girl eyes. She's like crying at this point and is like, all right, you want Reese Davidson and it's my job to protect him. So what do you want from me? What do I have to do? And he says, that's not why you called me. And she's like, yes, it is. And he says, no, that's an excuse. You're mad at me for taking mummy. And she's like, I told you not to talk about her. And he says, what were you, 10? I'm just guessing now. And she's like, stop it. And he says, younger, I bet. And now you think by saving this, which is it, Davidson? You think that you'll have beaten me somehow that somehow you'll have finally won and Prue's like just go away and he's like no you wanted me and now you've got me you're wasting precious time and she's like I'm sorry I didn't and he's like it's not my time you're wasting it's yours you refuse to accept me for what I am which keeps you from mourning me she says you don't know me you don't know anything about me and he says but I've seen it so many times before the anger the pain you lock up your tears and angrily steal yourself against me as if I was the ultimate evil. And she says, you are the ultimate evil. And he says, no, I'm not good or evil. I just am. I'm inevitable. And she's like, what do I have to do to save Davidson? And he laughs and says, you still don't get it, do you? There's nothing you can do. And she says, I can't just let an innocent man die. And he says, you have to let him die. You have no choice. And until you can learn to accept that, you'll just keep missing the bigger picture. And he's, she's like, what bigger picture? And he says, I'll show you. And she looks at him as he offers his hand and says, oh, don't worry. It's not your time or not just yet anyway. And she takes his hand and they fade out together. Ooh. Oh, my God. Again, I know we've said it before and we'll say it again. Shannon Doherty's portrayal of emotion is like incredible. Like it it gets you every time, you know? No, she's so good in this scene. Like when I was yeah. watching it, I was like, so sad for her like I really felt it with her like she's just so good right you really felt that all coming out in that moment and it felt so genuinely real and like understandable you know where she's like having this almost like panic attack moment because it's all reaching the surface you know yeah definitely and I really like death here like I like Me the too. way he kind of that tough love with her and like gives her that yeah exactly that tough love he gives yeah the full truth and like like you've been putting this off for far too long like you got to do it like I 
someone's got to say it to you you know yeah and this idea that like she's wasting her time being angry because like if you just spend all of your time so focused on bad things that have happened to you you're not really living your life and experiencing that moment and Mm -hmm. when he says you know like you're gonna lose your whole life to this and then I'm gonna be back for you and you're gonna have done nothing yeah pretty much a lot that she needs to get through and realize you know yeah and I think it all connects to you know her saying you are the ultimate evil which connects us back to what we were talking about before in that death isn't good or bad but Prue only sees it as bad because she's so hurt and hasn't truly dealt with it like he's telling her to exactly but I guess it's hard because even if she wasn't so convinced that death was so evil like how do you accept that the innocent that you're so sure you're supposed to protect you just have to let die right yeah it's like either way it's not an okay thing to accept you know it's not something that's going to make it any easier to think like well there is the option of saving this man and I can't you know Yeah, because as the Charmed Ones, I mean, they save people from death all the time. But I guess when they do it, it's, again, like we've been talking about, the show talks so much about destiny. It's not really their time yet. But I guess for Davidson, it is. And so that's what's kind of, like, hard and confusing about it, I guess. Right. Especially the fact that, like, they know that it's going, she knows that it's going to happen and there's nothing she can do. And it's just, like, driving her crazy. Like, usually when their innocents die... They don't have death telling you, oh, yeah, this is going to happen and you can't stop it. Like, usually they don't know that they can't stop it. You know what I mean? They don't know that it's their time, which I think makes it a little more difficult here. Yeah, because I mean, I guess it's like that idea that even if you know someone's death is coming, right, because they're sick or whatever the case may be, it doesn't make it easier to deal with and easier to accept. So I think that's kind of part of the metaphor here, too. Exactly. So then we're at the cemetery, and it's Andrea's funeral going on, and we see Reese standing in the back. About a hundred feet away, Piper and Phoebe are in a car watching, and Phoebe's on the phone with Cole, who hasn't heard from Prue, and she says, I love you, and then hangs up, and Phoebe says to Piper, okay, so now what? And she says, well, we can't crash the funeral. I guess we just watch from here. And Phoebe says, I don't understand. You tell a guy that death is after him, and he goes to a cemetery? How smart is that? Then over at the funeral, we see the Seekers walk up to Reese, and he looks at them. He says, you want me? Fine. But these people have been through enough. And he starts to walk off, and they follow. And Piper points this out to Phoebe, and they get out of the car to follow, too. I love this so much, you know? Like, he, that whole him being like, I don't fear death, you know? Like, I whatever like take me but these people have been through enough and like his immediate thought is to go to Andrea's funeral and like still show his support like that's such a like we're seeing so much of like his sweet side in this episode you know no it's showing us that I mean Reese beyond being an innocent is a hero it's bringing me back to like Andy who's willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good I think Reese is very much willing to do the same he's like if it protects other people if i have to die i die yeah he's a hero he really is a genuine hero so now we are in a mausoleum and it's not cole's it's a different one and reese and the seekers go in and then one sticks a thing in the door to block it from opening 
and Davidson is facing away while they are behind him. And he turns to them, like, after taking, like, a deep breath and turns with his gun drawn and shoots at them a bunch of times, but it has no effect. And it's just going through them and breaking stuff behind them. And he looks super scared right now. And Piper and Phoebe are outside watching, trying to get in. And Phoebe's yelling for him to run. And one of the Seekers floats around behind him. And he's like, you've been so brave, Inspector. Don't ruin it now. Where's Balthazar? And he says, Balthazar. And Prue and Death arrive on the other side of the room and, like, just fade in. And Seeker, the second Seeker, bites the back of his neck and Prue turns away. And Death is like, it's his time, just like it's your mother's. It was your mother's time. And then Phoebe and Piper start calling for Prue to open the gate, but she's still looking away and just very emotional. And then the Seekers keep draining Reese and his knowledge. And Death says, stop fighting me. And Reese's body is on the floor. And Phoebe and Piper are looking in. Then the Seekers teleport out and Death walks over to Reese and Prue looks over. And then his ghost comes out and he takes Death's hand and they fade out together. So the premonition came true. This is a really interesting scene. Um, Mm -hmm. It's interesting how quickly Prue truly took this lesson and the way that she dealt with it, right? Because even though she has to accept his fate, she can't wash, obviously. And it's obviously very, very difficult for her. And the way that obviously Piper and Phoebe aren't understanding what's going on, their instinct is still to try to save Reese because they haven't had the same experience of Prue of learning that it's his time and there's nothing to do to fight death ultimately. Right. There's nothing they can do. And I think, again, that's a metaphor for a time when you can't save everybody and death is inevitable in life. So sometimes even if you want to keep fighting for someone to stay alive, you can't always meet that goal. And the way that like Davidson just accepts his fate after he realizes like there's fear and there's something like there's not anger in him, which I think is really interesting. Like there's fear and there's sadness, but there's no real like anger in him, which I think is really interesting to see seriously there's no um there's no anger in him we see yeah like you said that fear and more genuine emotion like more caring for other people not wanting to die but willing to accept like this is what I need to do you know Mm -hmm. um and I like that he still tried to fight like he did his best knowing that that was all he could do and probably knew that it was not gonna work in his favor anyways and I don't know he was he was being very brave for this whole situation and like good for him man I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him (laughs) yeah R.I.P. to Davidson it was lovely having you around yeah say goodbye to one of Justice crushes I know I'm always losing a crush in the show seriously they either disappear for nine episodes in a row or are killed yep (laughs) pretty much how it goes So then we come back from the commercial break and we're still in the mausoleum and Piper and Phoebe come in and look at Prue. Phoebe asks if she's okay and Prue's crying. She says, I don't know. Piper asks what happened and Phoebe says, did the demons do something to you? And she says, no. And Piper says, how did you even get in here? She says, death brought me. I don't completely understand it myself. And Piper says, Prue, how could you stand there and let him die? She says, because it was his time, all right? 
I wanted to save him, but I couldn't. Piper says, you didn't even try. Prue says, I'm sorry. And she walks over to Reese and kneels next to him and starts crying and taking his hand and apologizing over and over. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. I hate that. Like, poor Prue has really had to go through it lately and kind of learn to understand herself and her emotions. She's being forced to finally pay attention to herself and not so much only her sisters. And having to accept that whole idea and change, try to like change your whole mindset after something you felt for so long, you know, it's, it's gotta be insanely hard. And it was kind of just forced upon her really quickly and abruptly. And obviously the other sisters, they don't really understand it because they aren't in her shoes. So I understand them being a little bit like, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why didn't you try or do anything? You know, even though they're still kind of like, being a little aggressive there they're not too bad because they know that there really is something going on with her with the whole death thing yeah and it's really this really beautiful moment of acceptance for prue's character so seeing that death isn't evil right it's a part of life but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and it doesn't mean she doesn't feel badly about having to let this innocent die so i like that as hard as it is to watch and as painful of a scene as it is it's a really beautiful moment and it's really strong and effective. Exactly. So now back in the manor, it's nighttime and they are in the, and we're in the entryway and the phone's ringing. So Cole walks over to answer it, but then a seeker appears right in front of him. And Cole's like, you ever hear of a doorbell? And he says, we thought we'd surprise you. And he looks up and the other seeker is like, like weirdly perched at the top of the stairs and flies down and tackles Cole and like Cole kicks him off and then Phoebe on the answering machine tells Cole to get out of the manor but obviously it's too late then it cuts to Piper's car and Prue asks if she should ask for project there and they think that no it's best if we stay together and they almost get into an accident but just keep on driving <laughs> um and then Back in the manor, Cole keeps fighting off the Seekers, and he's throwing electricity balls, but they're dodging them, and eventually one of them tackles him and knocks him out, and then the first Seeker says, now let's see what you don't want us to know, and the second Seeker is about to bite him when the sisters walk in the door, and Prue throws him across the room with her telekinesis, then Phoebe starts fighting the other one, and Piper goes over to Cole, who is waking up, and she gets him up. Then Phoebe and Prue are fighting one together and the sisters get together and do the spell and the seekers start melting, catching on fire and then eventually blow up. And then Phoebe goes over to Cole and kisses him and Prue's like, well, at least we saved one. And Phoebe's like, wow, did you hear that? You just reached innocent status. And um, he's like, and that's good. And she's like, to Prue, no one is more important. And then Prue smiles and Leo orbs in. And Piper says, nice timing. You missed the show. And he says, I know, but they told me to miss it. Are you okay? Turning to Prue and asking her. And Prue's like, yeah. And Piper says, what do you mean they told you to miss it? The elders were behind this whole thing? And he says, no, but they knew they had to let Prue learn a lesson by herself the hard way. And Cole's like, what lesson? And Prue says that death is not the evil. And she walks away. And then Leo's like, she just needs some time. And Piper says, and we need a maid because <laughs> the place is destroyed. <laughs> I love this whole fight scene here. I was thinking the same thing once 
Phoebe, or Prue said that like about him like at least we saved one I was like whoa like that's a step up for Cole where Prue's considering him as someone that they need to protect you know yeah I never thought this I'd see the day where Prue would consider Cole to be an innocent someone they needed to save so exactly I love it me too and you know with Prue's whole lesson here you can see that like we said before just because she knows it's true that doesn't mean that it's easy it's not like a oh learned my lesson like happy-go-lucky you know it's like she still needs a lot of time to process everything that she just went through you know yeah I also want to point out where you know Piper's asking here like oh the elders were behind this whole thing because I think that's something I brought up I don't remember how many episodes ago but was whether the elders were in control of like kind of what they're fighting and what goes on in their lives and I remember you saying that there was some power above them and I think this is showing us that right like they have some foreknowledge but they don't control the universe exactly yeah they can see those things but destiny takes its runs its course exactly yeah anything else there I guess just that the whole vanquish and the whole scene worked for me this whole you know it was a good fight scene effective vanquish i mean no notes it worked for me (laughs) yeah exactly so then we're in the living room and piper and leo walk in and piper's like so i was thinking and this lamp is not worth fighting over so if you love it then i love it and he's like yeah she's like yeah i mean life is too short and they kiss and as they're like kissing they accidentally bump into the table and the lamp gets knocked over and breaks and piper says now i love it even more and they both smile so wrap up to our little b plot of the episode but also like does this mean that piper and leo's love is gonna die is this foreshadowing that because i really hope not i know like why did it i mean not very sturdy for eternal love i don't know thanks but I do think that that was hilarious. Yeah. And it's also, I feel like, one of those things where, like, if you ever move in with a partner, like, that's such a thing that, like, you're going to hate some of their stuff, but you might have to keep it around to make them happy. Right. Going to have to compromise, for sure. <laughs> so now we're back at the beach in the morning, and Prue is sitting on the rocks watching the waves go by, and then Death appears behind her and says, you contemplating the tides? can't control them any more than me and she says i get that you're not evil but what i don't get is why i wasn't supposed to fight the demons and he says well you were alone and outnumbered and she says i still could have fought and he says but you would have lost prue and he says how did you know my name and he says i read it off my list it was the next one after reese davidson's and she was like you were coming for me and he says if you hadn't stopped fighting me yes that's why you were able to see me It's the bigger picture, Prue. Focusing on all your anger against me leaves you vulnerable to the real evils of this world. You'd do well to remember that in the future. And she looks away, and he's like, what? And she says, I don't know, you know, I've been mad at you for so long, ever since mom died. I don't know how else to be. And he says, you grieve, and then you move on. And they look at each other, and he fades out, and Prue just starts crying. Ugh. An emotional final scene of the episode that was it really was um it's a really strong ending I like this moment I feel like some of it especially that beginning part is a little bit repetitive of what we already took away as the lesson Mm -hmm. um but I like the way he explains it to her you know like 
the reason you weren't meant to kill those demons is because you were alone and outnumbered. So you wouldn't have won the fight. And also the idea that she was able to see him because he was coming for her is interesting. Exactly. I mean, I like this whole dynamic. We kind of already learned the lesson here. It's more of just like a wrap up to that whole idea. And we figure out, you know, why she was able to see death, why he was coming after her and all of that, you know? Final thoughts on the episode? You know, again, another one that I've never really considered as like, oh, one of my favorites, but it was a really strong episode and the emotion here and, you know, the slight comedic elements and the factor that each character played, like, I think it worked really well for me and it, I actually ended up enjoying it a lot more, you know, than I thought I would. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I always remember it just kind of like as the vampire episode where they kill Reese. Like that's kind of my memory yeah. of this episode. But kind of going through it, it's a really important episode for mm -hmm. Prue. I think we see a lot of growth in her character. We saw growth for her in the last episode as well. And I really want to see how these lessons will continue to affect Prue. Hopefully they do. Hopefully it's like an ongoing story for her now that she's right. learned these two things, you know, about having more fun in life and also about accepting that death is part of life and learning to move on. Yeah, there's a lot for her to kind of get through here. Um, and I hope that we get to see that progression continue on and not just kind of let go of this lesson because it was an important episode for her. And it's something she said, you know we've always seen like it didn't feel like out of nowhere that they all of a sudden are bringing up her anger towards death we've seen from the start her inability to acknowledge like a lot when it comes to losses when it comes to her parents andy like you know what i mean mm -hmm. and now it's finally coming to the surface and coming to light and uh you know it it fits really well with her character and i think that we needed to see this from her definitely definitely yeah Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for Season 3, Episode 17, Free Witched. <laughs>